Patrick Mahomes scrambled for a first down his badly sprained ankle, then was shoved late out of bounds by Joseph Osai and gave Harrison Butker a chance to kick a 45-yard field goal with three seconds left. They gave the Kansas City Chiefs a 23-20 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC title game Sunday night. Here's the call of the final play for Westwood One's Ian Eagle as heard here on KFOR and ESPN Lincoln. Butker approaches. It's a line drive. It bounces at the 24. Trenton Irwin scoops it up at the 10. Irwin will throw a lefty pass backwards. Caught at the 19-yard line. Taylor is gang tackled, and it is over. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. The Chiefs finally beat the Bengals after three straight losses, including a three-point overtime defeat in last year's conference championship game. The Chiefs advanced to play the Philadelphia Eagles, who soared into the Super Bowl, forcing both of San Francisco's quarterbacks out of the game with injuries and beating the wounded 49ers 31-7 in the NFC Championship game. You can hear Super Bowl 57 here on KFOR and ESPN Lincoln on Sunday, February 12th. Nebraska wrestling coach Mark Manning picked up his 300th career victory after the Huskers got seven wins and three bonus point victories to win their duel over Wisconsin 24-11 Sunday afternoon at the Devaney Center. The Nebraska bowling team went 7-6 and six over the weekend to claim third place at the 2023 Prairie View A&M Invite in Arlington, Texas. District Boys and Girls Bowling today gets underway at 1230 this afternoon over at Sun Valley Lanes here in Lincoln. Where Lincoln East, Pius X, Northeast, North Star, and Southeast are competing. The rest of the other districts start tomorrow or Wednesday. Over the weekend, the Nebraska men's basketball team fell at Maryland 82-63. The Husk women dropped one at number 10, Iowa, 80-76. And the Creighton men's basketball team got an upset of number 13, Xavier, 84-67 in Omaha on Saturday for the Jays' fourth win in a row. I'm Jeff Motes, KFOR Sports. The stuff you gotta know from friends you can trust. Lincoln's Morning News with Schmidt, Carol, Dale, and Jeff on KFOR. 7.07 to get uh, your Monday going at KFOR. Schmidt, Carol, Dale, and Jeff, seven above, seven below. Wind chill and uh, outpouring and reaction continued over the weekend after the Terry Nichols video released Friday night. The release of the footage has not only led to the officers involved being charged with Nichols' death, but the entire Scorpion unit, which is the unit that responded, has been disbanded. The video is filled with the officers punching, kicking, beating Nichols with batons as he calls out for his mother, who reportedly lives within 80 yards of where that beating took place. Well, you had the city of Memphis... uh on alert, uh, different protests throughout the United States over the weekend. And Nichols, who had run from a traffic stop on foot and unarmed, not far, as you mentioned, from home, crying out mom three times. Um, you had cable news playing the horrifying unedited footage from body cams and also a light pole overlooking the spot where Nichols was beaten. The five fired Memphis police officers, all African-American, charged late last week with second-degree murder and other crimes. Uh, you have different instructions, Carol, uh, throughout that beating by the officers. I think 71 instructions in 13 uh, in just a few seconds. So just awful. I mean, you're sick to your stomach seeing something like that. 
It, I, I can't even imagine how his mother is he even able to sit through and, and was able to sit through and watch this. And you can see how she was so devastated. I mean, just I, I wasn't even viewing it, but I could hear the audio of him calling out her name mm-hmm. and how horrific that is. I will say that, you know, she immediately went forth and asked for calm and said, if you're going to protest Please do it nonviolently. He was not that kind of individual. He would not have wanted that. And for the most part, I mean, there have been a few instances, but for the most part, most of the uh, the protests have been pretty nonviolent. There's a few instances out in L.A., but well, other than that. This is the Memphis Police Chief, uh, Chief Davis, reaction to the video. It was incomprehensible to me. It was unconscionable and... Um, I felt that I needed to do something and do something quickly. Uh, I don't think I've witnessed anything of that nature in my entire career. You have commentary from family attorney Ben Crump uh, on the officers. And it doesn't matter if the officers are black, Hispanic, or white. It's part of the culture, this biased culture that said this is allowed. So you have... And you have EMTs being called on the carpet, too, because... At, 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, 20 and, minutes before a response. Right. And when they showed up with the stretcher, they didn't render aid. Uh, the officers can be heard saying that Nichols was swerving in and out of traffic before they pulled him over. Some of the officers even claimed that Nichols went for their guns. Uh, there's no evidence of that on video at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, and you have the stepfather, Rodney Wells, stepfather of of Tyree uh, speaking out about that accusation that Tyree went for the officer's gun. Anybody who watched the video know that Tyree did not reach for an officer's gun. He was just trying to cover his tail. And if you know Tyree like we know Tyree, he would have never, ever tried to reach for an officer's gun. This is just incredible that Five officers yeah, wailed it, away. Exactly. And we don't have any explanation other than they went off and yeah. killed a man. And, it, and that, that's not police. That's yeah. not how I view them. But, man, you have no. such a, an alarming situation. You have the Scorpion unit that's now been disbanded disband because of it uh-huh. uh, but yeah it's uh and I, all, all over the weekend you know you've heard different people's take on this other you politicians take mm-hmm. celebrities take and you know you can see where you know young black men fear being pulled over sure and mothers of young black men were talking and saying you know that's their biggest fear that they have a son that may be stopped for something and Will he survive it? And that there is just almost this innate feeling that you should run because you don't know how it's going to end. And it has to be horrible to be a mother. Put yourself in the shoes. Right. right? It has to be horrible to be a mother. and, And, you know, even... Like some of the newscasters who are parents, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the African-American or black newscasters were saying, we live with this fear every day, sure. you know, that 
we could get pulled over and who knows what's going to happen. And again, I'm sure this is a a representation of a very small amount of officers that would do this. No. But the fear is still out there. These guys aren't officers. Anybody that would do that to another human being, not fit to be called police officers. Uh, Again, how do you get five in one in one, I, I have no one group, and not one of them had enough of a conscience to say this isn't right. Jim Jordan was uh, on uh, Meet the Press with Chuck Todd. The topic of policing and chokeholds came up, and, and Jordan touched on the topic of training. Full federal ban on chokeholds for well, police officers. Well, I'm for the best training possible, but what I'm not for is what we saw there. I don't know that any any training, any ban, there was no chokeholds used there. What they did there was just just continue to beat this this mr nichols and so i don't know if that's the answer but um we we, uh, again we'll we'll look at what we think makes sense to to help this to make sure they have the proper training but no amount of training is going to change what we saw in that video so who are you hiring right i mean who are you hiring what's the parameters like and we'll find out more about these five ex-officers moving forward as far as their work history and um temperament and Jordan did say, I don't think that these five guys represent the vast majority of law enforcement, but I don't think that there's anything we can do to stop this type of evil, as he just mentioned, that we saw in, in the video. Um, these are just individuals who had, he said, no respect for life. And they didn't. he said, I'm not sure you can train that. 71 commands, 13 minutes. That's what the officers were shouting at Nichols. Uh, you have a video analyst going through the descriptions. You had confusing commands, conflicting commands. It's impossible to obey. And then when you're not obeying, there's and you can hear him saying, "I am down, I am down," and they were still yelling at him. And Memphis itself, the chief said, "We we already implemented." 2020-era police reforms, including requiring officers to intervene or de-escalate if another officer is using excessive force. Well, that that did not happen here, all five of them. No Mm. one did anything to try to stop this. Well, I'm going to shift here and talk a little bit here uh, about uh, a break in food prices. Story from Axios here where... uh, Food increase has been about almost 12%. uh, And uh, you have these metrics really do gauge how the kitchen table discussion is going, Carol, for for a lot of folks when it comes to grocery bills. One of the most powerful ways to uh, experience inflation. If you're an American, the cost of food prepared at home up almost 12%. The Food consumed at restaurants up about 8.3%. And nationwide, the cost of food up almost uh, 10.5%. And you look at uh, different parts of the Midwest, Dallas to the Twin Cities, you have uh, those are two regions along with Baltimore suffering some of the country's highest food price inflation numbers. Food prices up 7% in D.C., Chicago, 8%, almost 9 in Miami. Uh, we've talked about eggs before. Have you noticed that if you've gone out, just how more expensive your your restaurant bill is or even the grocery bill? Grocery, definitely. I mean, it's amazing how 
I feel like, oh, well, I didn't get that much this week. And then, you know, it's a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. or more than that for what I consider to be not that much. And I think this is part of the issue. I know, you know, President Biden talked last week about how things are getting better and uh, the numbers are getting better, but for most people, they're still bleeding. <laughs> they're still, you know, paying high prices at grocery stores. They're paying, you know, gas has now gone back up again. It's much more expensive than it was a month ago. $50 bill to fill up yesterday. And, mm-hmm. you know, he talked about wages going up. Well, that's not everyone, but even for those that, that their wages have gone up, it's being swallowed up by what the prices are. You out can there make right more, now but you're going to spend yeah more. it's not like you have any more at the end of the month in your pocket because you you literally literally don't and you know they're talking about again housing prices and the price of new and used cars has come down a little mm-hmm. bit but with interest rates continuing to go up you know it's like you you know rob peter to pay paul sure well and that, this was our discussion yesterday. I get home and I've got one grocery bag and I put stuff in the air fryer and we just stayed home. I didn't want to get out because it was super cold yeah. yesterday, but come home with a grocery bag. It's like, nope, we're just going to go to the air fryer. And mom and Gene's like, where are we going for the, you know, to watch football? Like, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> what money tree did you mine yesterday? In front of this big, beautiful uh-huh, TV we have right TV here. In the fireplace. We're in the staying fireplace home. In the recliner. Uh-huh. We're going to throw stuff in the air fryer, and it's going to be all right. We're going to stay home to watch football, which, you know, there's 18 weeks in the regular season, three weeks of playoff football, and then the Super Bowl. I think about every weekend we've gone somewhere to watch ball. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm putting my foot down. Unless you're funding it, I'm not going out today. Jeff Motes with us. Motesy, I know you've been keeping track of Kansas City for uh, sports as they are headed back to the Super Bowl. And uh, locally, you've been uh, literally not putting out fires, but covering uh, fires. (laughs) Well, there's been, well, three major ones to speak of here in almost 24 hours, at least 18. Uh, One was east of Lincoln at 176th and O as you get closer to Eagle. And then there was one late last night at 29th and Vine, and then one early this morning about 1 o'clock at 30th and D. So we've been working on that in the newsroom. We'll have some details, not all details, but some from each of those fires that were reported coming up in our news here at 730 on KFOR. Jeff, thanks so much. Birthday's anniversary is something good on the way. It's 719, Lincoln's first forecast this morning, and going to be partly sunny today. High of 15 above, maybe a flurry or two. And uh, for the overnight, cloudy, low of 2 above. We turn to Tuesday, sunshine 28. The week will get better. Wednesday, sunny, mid-30s. And then Thursday and Friday, upper 30s with sunny skies. For Saturday.